0: Welcome, welcome, and welcome to another exciting edition of the doghouse, but guess what? This is not just the doghouse, that's right. This episode, which is also Fireside chat number four, hashtag, Hot Fire, is absolutely co-hosted, simulcast, two time zones. That's right. you heard it here first, because we' else supposed you have heard it. Needham is co-hosting. It is not just from the doghouse tonight. We have the doghouse and cat box. Let's get after it. Needham, I'm so stoked. Are you ready? Are we ready to go, Needham? Let's do this.
1: Will, live from the cat box. So happy to be here. Can't believe we're doing another one so quickly. Perfect timing. I am stoked. Um, just downed one, gummy number one. Heading in for gummy number two shortly. Um, have to take a little respite to, uh, uh, knock down the kids for the evening. But aside from that, we're on, let's go. Happy to be here. Oh, and don't burn down the place tonight. All right.
0: Wise words. Do not burn the place down. That's right. Do not set the beautiful coastal Georgian forest on fire. Uh, I will not, this is a fireside chat, which means there are no notes folks and uh they fireside chats can get a little little ranty a little long-winded uh we definitely had that in the last episode but i went back and i listened and it was not as bad as i was expecting considering how little of it i remember the next day that part wasn't great but then i listened to it and i was like oh huh you know it was all right what i actually realized is, alright, so there's definitely like a gold, like, so Needham, you said that you already have one gummy in, and uh, obviously, I have definitely smoked before this, uh, obviously, I've definitely drank before this as well, I've, I've never doing one of these sober, but last time, I was shit-faced, I'm a perfect nice little drunk right now, so uh, this one, I'll actually remember it uh, tomorrow, but I noticed last time, so I was super fucked up, but, It was mostly really, really drunk. I mean, pretty high too, but like really, really drunk. And so what I noticed was that I was a little slow but I just kind of like made it seem like I was being dramatic and like drawing everything out. But each time I was drawing it out, it's because I either like forgot what I was talking about or like couldn't think of a word or some other like drunky McGee thing. And so I thought that was kind of funny. And then other times I'm like, oh, I wasn't even that drunk, but I was too high. And then I listened back and like, oh, I wasn't denunciating at all. And I was just like, wait, you even understand what I was saying. And I was like, oh, that's not helpful either. So. I think I've definitely found out that there's like this Goldilocks level where uh, who's that special kind of drunk? I'm that special kind of drunk kind of way to to host a podcast. I know I also said I wasn't going to crumple any paper in that last one. And then I realized at the end that I was totally crumpling paper. Uh, sorry. <laughs> the other thing I thought was really funny was I was I had already had a couple fires out here and they were very short lived and they didn't really get going and so I didn't I really just didn't burn a lot of cardboard and then this last one I really got going and so it really got hot. Uh, very high temperature, as fires tend to be, uh, and so I was able to burn a lot more carbon. I was pretty excited about that. But then Nita was like, oh, <laughs> don't, the next episode we're going to do, we we'll have to call it hot fire. Because I definitely described how I got my fire nice and hot as opposed to those cold fires that people have. But I think y'all knew what I actually meant. Let's go ahead and get to the news Oh, wait, there is no news because the last episode was yesterday. We only got through the 105 because of the 33 minute news segment. No rambling stories there for sure. Uh, and now, what we're going to do is go ahead and just get right into the meat and bolts, the nuts and potatoes. You know it, I know it. We're getting back into this draft. Let's talk about the 106. So, here's the thing. Um, I remember that Needham has the 106. I remember that he took Rashad Bateman. And I also know that we're getting already to the part of the draft where I don't really know a ton about these people. Now, if I remember correctly, Bateman, I think, was out of Minnesota. So I'm going to fact check myself right now. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, there was a lot of people that really, really, really like him uh, as a receiver. Uh, and and or, you know this was about his ADP. Uh, or maybe it wasn't. Let's go back and look. Uh, but Needham you are co-hosting you are here it was your pick so you made your pick explain yourself
1: Yes, I know, I know, I know. I took Rashad Bateman, 106, after trading flopping picks with Austin. That was kind of tactical. Austin, I knew, wanted Etienne. uh, Austin knew I wanted Bateman. There was no collusion on the back end of our uh, 10-11 swap. We just took a chance. We didn't know what each other was getting at the 10 and 11, but uh, we just kind of took a chance that we weren't kind of going heads up. So about Rashad Bateman look I get it other people aren't as high on him as I am I like him I think he's gonna be great he had that first round uh you know draft to Baltimore yes I get it Baltimore doesn't throw but they gotta throw to somebody somebody's gotta catch the ball and Lamar Jackson has nowhere to go but up it it literally can't get worse
0: Oh, now I remember this pick. Okay, I forgot that he went to Baltimore. So, yeah, not a lot of uh, passing yards available in Baltimore, but I agree that there will be more next year than they were this year. They did not draft uh, a wide receiver when they already had Hollywood Brown. And Mark Andrews, so they already had two comparable pass catchers, uh, and then they went and took a wide receiver at number 27 overall. So late first round draft capital, they're going to use them. They're planning on having Lamar throw more, um, and that can be an incredibly high-powered offense, as we very well know. You have Dobbins as well, so you got a lot of that Baltimore um, offense, and I like it. I like it. You, I forgot that that pick also included swapping the 10 and 11. Interesting. A lot of people pretty quick to talk about how they didn't engage in collusion. I wasn't really thinking you were, but maybe now I should start thinking about it. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, great pick, and I like it, and uh, I don't know what you think about Hollywood Brown, uh, but I think you and Wolf both agree that Mar Jackson is going to uh, produce a lot more next year, uh, and he, even, he ended up having a fine second half of the season. Um, but after his MVP here, he was definitely pretty disappointed uh, that he wasn't able just to roll that into another MVP-like season. I think he's going to come out guns a and there's your guy. All right, hold on. If I spend that much time on each uh, a guy, then we're going to be here all night. Well, actually, that is fine with me. So that was the 106. I don't even know anyone in this draft anymore. What happened at the 107. 107 BT
1: Snags, a very uh, high end running back, right? Javante Williams. Um, I kind of thought he was going to go Devonte Smith, but he didn't. He went with the running back. Um, interesting choice. Uh, I had him pegged all day long for Devonte Smith, but he goes Javante Williams. Uh, I really don't have much to say other than, you know, good landing spot a uh, high possibility of success. Um, just a just an all-around back. I mean, is he in the caliber of Etienne and Najee? No. But, I mean, he could become a damn good running back. So, I mean, I think it was a high-value pick for, for him.
0: Now, see, I was a little less surprised by him going running back there. I think BT has a lot more depth at wide receiver. I think that's a uh, a, a, a position that when you do have some young talent like he does, uh, then you can you can depend on getting a lot of years out of them. Uh, I think I also agree that I like I like Bateman, uh, not Bateman, excuse me, um, the running back from North Carolina that uh, Jonte Williams that BT just took. Um, I think this is I was really high in Melvin Gordon in one of his like old school Charger years where he just gets a ton of volume and he falls in the end zone a few times Uh, but now he's definitely going to be giving up some carries to Javante Williams uh, I like the pick I think you got a nice solid running back there BT and let's go on to the 108 is Wolfett the former champ let's hear it what do you got to say about Wolfett's pick Oh, Needham, I'm so sorry to cut you off. I just asked you about your pick for 108. But before we get there, we are joined by the tree fort. That's right. It's not just the doghouse. It's not just the doghouse meets the cat box. But it is the doghouse and the cat box and the tree fort all together. And he's ready to catch on up. That's right, folks. Let me introduce you to live from the tree fort. Austin, Austin, we started at the 106. What do you got to tell us about Needham's pick at the 106? You like it? You like it, right?
2: Okay, Uh, starting with uh, Needham's pick at six. Uh, I just took ETN, Needham. Um, There was plenty of guys I would have taken before Bateman, just to be honest. Um, But that's Needham's guy. He likes his talent. I knew he liked him, but seeing him go to the Ravens, yeah, man, it uh, would have been a hard pass. Devontae Smith was there, the Slim Reaper. He's going to let those nuts hang in Philly. Um, Javante Williams, he's going to be the guy there going forward for the Broncos. There's several people I would have taken before. Bateman, I'm sorry. And his measurables, when they actually measured him up, he was like a tiny little guy. Uh, like six foot one ninety, and he acted like he was like six three two fifteen. So yeah, sorry, Needham, that sucked.
0: Oh, Needham, I know you want to defend yourself, but I'm just gonna go ahead and move right along because we'll be here all night. Otherwise, you've said your reasoning on the one o six. I like it. I I I definitely hear where Austin's coming from, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and just move on. But one thing, Austin, I am wondering. And thanks again for joining us uh, live from the tree fort, but just overall draft experience. What was one of your favorite parts of the draft?
2: Oh, my my favorite part of the draft? Well, oh, thanks <laughs> thanks for asking. Usually you just do all the talking. Thanks for asking me a question. That's cool. Um, I really like taking Michael Carter, not the defensive back, well fit, but the running back. Uh, I like taking him right in front of Booby, the Jets fan, because Michael Carter is fucking sick, okay? He's Austin Eckler on steroids, okay? He is super, super good. I mean, he's so good, it's just, it's hard to even quantify how good he could possibly be. Um, he's like a black Christian McCaffrey, so he's just like a normal running back, in other words. Um... He's very good, and so taking him right before the Jets fan, you know, that's you know, Booby sometimes says some shit. So that was that was a lot of fun for me, and uh, yeah.
0: Booby sometimes says some shit. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, if you uh, were wondering about my recent thoughts about Booby, you can go ahead and listen to the last episode if uh, if you weren't able to hear that one. But anyway, Austin, thank you so much for your contributions. You are welcome on this show. Anytime that you want. Um, I did interrupt Needham though. So Needham, I appreciate your patience so much. You're 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 probably just gonna move along. You're such a professional as if it didn't even happen. So, where were we? We were at the 108. What do you think Wolfett did?
1: Wolfett with the 108 taking Devontae. That's I had them flip-flopped. I had him taking Javante Williams, I had BT taking uh Devontae, but I guess with him passing up on Devontae, uh taking Javante Williams, and then that leaves Devontae Smith, the the Heisman Trophy winner for um, you know, the 108 for Wolfett. I mean a high value pick, right? He was he was rated than um than a lot of the picks ahead that were already taken between Williams and Bateman and 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 whatnot. And definitely Lawrence, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence even, he was higher. Um on Tennessee uh values perspective. Can't can't bust on the pick. Uh too small of a receiver for me, hence why I went with Bateman. Uh but obviously Heisman Trophy winner. Can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of value for there, uh there for Wolfett at the one oh eight, taking the Heisman Award winning Devontae Smith. Some say he's too small, but he sure didn't look too small when he was winning the Heisman Award. Uh man you know it's a pretty deep year, uh especially uh, you had a couple guys go in front of him that were in, as as just like you said uh guys that weren't necessarily rated ahead of him. uh Bateman was one of them actually uh, but nonetheless uh, is Smith is there for Wolfit at the one oh eight uh, probably a pretty easy pick for him to smash that button and put all that talent on uh. On that bench for years to come, uh, on that bench, and then into the active roster very, very soon. So, uh, nice pick, Wolfit, which brings us to the 109 Needham. What do you got about the 109?
1: Yes, this brings us back to back to some of the most head scratching picks of our fantasy draft. The 109, Trey Sermon, BT really screwed me up on that one. I had him, I had him comfortably in the second round to me. Um, had to spend some capital to get my guy. It's the person who I targeted in January, as proof by the uh the photo of my board, my January and February. Um I can't. I you know, obviously traded even more value. Um so maybe that's what Brent had in mind that he already had one running back and he could pick up another one, find a sucker, I mean a trade partner to uh gouge for. So kudos to Brent. He took a great running back, in my opinion, obviously, because I traded more value for him, but he flipped him, boom, found out who wanted him and got him. All right. Talk to you soon.
0: He did. He did. He, he, he got a lot out of that one Oh nine. He made that pick. Uh, he had you screaming at your phone, I imagine. And then you went out and got him. So like you said, kudos uh, to BT, but kudos to you. You went out and got your guy. Uh, I'd say more about that pick, but I already did in the previous episode as I went on one of the uh, 49er running back rants that I like to go on. Uh, So I guess you and I will be having some chats as this season goes on to figure out which one of the guys is going to be playable. I think, like I said uh, last episode, I think I have one more year with Mostert, but I think it's Sermon show next year and going forward. I'm just hoping that it's not at some point this year. I mean you know, if he wins for the Niners then I'm happy. But in terms of, from a fantasy perspective, I really am hoping that I can get at least one more year out of Mostert just in case uh, Carson and CMC go down. So anyway, too much about me though. Let's go on. What what do you got for the 110?
1: woo Alright, I'm back. Okay, here's what's going on, Will. Um, you know, gotta put the kids to sleep, just take a little break and uh, shout out to Booby. Booby, look, if you think he's a uh, a total uh uh the nazi controller um uh, with the league you have no idea about the podcast cuz i get less than a minute each time to work with and will he can just go on 5- 37 minutes uh in length but me i got in there all right so that's why you know he put he's got me on lockdown a real tight budget time budget you know so all right back to you will
0: Yeah, actually the the podcast is set up so that you get 90 seconds and then I uh, filed a complaint and was like, that is ridiculous. I'm not going to seed 90 straight seconds without having my voice heard. Uh, I will get off this platform if you don't make another option for me and they did. They were like, Karen, you're doing great. Uh so <laughs> thank you very much for noticing. Uh I do appreciate all the attention, affection and admiration. Um but what I really want to know is what do you think about the 110?
1: All right, so look, we left off at the 109. Brent made a great pick in my book. I paid an upcharge a surcharge for it. Yes. I get it, but my clip from last uh podcast got cut out. I know I overpaid. Don't care because that's the guy I wanted. So I got the guy I wanted who just so happened to end up going to the team I like to watch. So for me, it was kind of a win to make the overpay. No, no, no tears over that. So uh, just wanted um, to point that out before we head into the 110. All right. On our way.
0: No, and thank you for pointing that out. Yes, I, I forgot to mention in the beginning, I meant to bring it up. Uh, I put it on the chat. I totally messed up. And uh, well, first of all, I mean, I would just publish the episode without actually listening to it first, but that's also pretty common. I'm just like, well, yeah, we'll figure it out later. Uh, but I did, I messed it our, the recording system is, is pretty antiquated. And so, uh, I, but I did, I totally messed up. I put the second clip in twice instead of the first and the second. Okay. And so we didn't get to hear your, your take on serving in the last episode. I apologize for that. Uh, so thank you for repeating yourself. Sorry for making you repeat yourself. Now that we've sufficiently spoken about the 109, now I'm ready to hear about the 110. So, what do you think on the 110?
1: 110. Surprise pick, right? I mean, come on. He already took Etienne, so I'm thinking Austin, you know... uh, Well, actually, I'm sorry. We flip-flopped, didn't we? I have the 110 now. Um, So, I go with Terrace Marshall, who I thought I was going to get at the um, 111, but I wanted to make sure so I moved into the 110 with a little flip-flop of the uh, 511 for the 610. Worked out well for me. I got the two receivers I targeted most. Terrace side. Uh, He was Robin to Batman uh, with regard to uh, Chase uh, versus Terrace Marshall. I feel very... A lot of uh, two receiver teams in the the past history uh, that have uh, done well, like uh, Brown and Jefferson, both from Mississippi State, same draft class. So I'm trying to get a little bit of that magic with Terrace Marshall. I feel good about it.
0: Nice. Well, I have absolutely no idea... Uh, who we, Well, I mean, other than what you just explained, uh, we're way deep in, too deep into the draft for me. Uh, but hey, what I heard was that you got your two starting guys, uh, the two wide receivers that you want to have in your starting lineup for years to come. And uh, you put your homework in, you got your guys, uh, and then we also know you got your the, the running back too. So you ended up uh, getting the, you had to pay for it a little bit, but you also had some capital. So you went for it, you got your guys, I love it it'll make the wins that much sweeter and the losses that much more better. All right, what do we got next?
1: Which now brings us to the 111 and Austin. So, bit of a surprise for me just like the 109, uh because I had both of them taking running backs high. So I I pretty much knew Austin was going to take uh Etienne at the 105. So I just I mean, I had him marked down for a receiver with the 111. Uh And instead, he goes with Michael Carter, second running back from North Carolina. Um, Very interesting to me, just like uh, uh, BT, who, you know, after he took the first running back, Javante Williams, I thought, no chance of him coming back with a second running back for uh, second running back. uh, Very surprising. Track both uh, the Michael Carter uh, pick along with Etienne and just see what happens with that. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff.
0: All right, so see, you're, you're taking the high road. He trashes your, uh, your your pick at the 106, and you come back and sing his praise for his pick at the 111. Uh, you're a real classy guy, I him, and that's what everyone has always said about you. Uh, so that was your take on Austin's pick, and we already got to hear Austin's pick earlier when he joined us from the tree fort. Thanks again for that, Austin. Uh, let's do this. I was just going to keep going. But let's wrap up this first round, and then let's move on to a different segment. What do you think? Let's just do that. What do you got? What, what, What's the what's the story on this last pick of the first round?
1: So that brings us to the 112. Um, originally Booby's pick, he didn't like it, you can tell. I mean, he was staring at Waddle, uh, Elijah Moore, uh, Rondell Moore, didn't seem to want to make the pick, wasn't happy with it. I'm not sure why I, I obviously like the picks cause I grabbed two out of those three that I just named off. And uh, he sent the pick to uh, BT can't even remember what was involved in the trade or what BT gave up, but you got to like what means he ends the whole first round with Javante Williams, Trey sermon, and then waddle a week later, week and a half flipping Trey sermon for more value than what he gave up to get waddle. So, you got to like what BT's doing, right? BT's playing chess and some of us are playing
0: uh tic-tac-toe, right? All right. You know, that's a really good call there, Needham, and I got to say uh with that Sermon trade in there, I slept on exactly how well BT did in that first round, but when you break it down like that, uh I think I'm going to go ahead and declare uh as the official hot fire First round winner of the 2021 League of Champions Rookie Draft to BT. Congratulations, BT. No one's ever been declared a winner of any draft round before until this moment. But it has happened now. Live from the doghouse and the cat box with the tree fort. And now y'all need to come up with some other sort of uh, dwellings that you can call in from. So uh, I think, you know what? Ooh. Ooh think Adam's referenced a dwelling before that he's called from, and oh, I think someone else has too. So anyway, I'm hoping that other people can maybe call in tonight. Uh, we were going to go and do the rest of the draft, but I say that's, that's, that's enough draft for one night. Uh, but unlike last time, we don't have the super ranty ranty version of uh, Will. Uh, I like to speak in the third person. Uh, and so uh, we have some time to get into some other topics. But first, a word from our sponsor. Have you never pulled a trailer before? Have you never ridden a riding lawnmower before? Have you never had a multiple four-wheelers that you then break in different varieties and can't figure out how to get working again? Well, guess what? That just means that you're from California and never have had to do a bunch of stuff that most men, even from California, know how to do. What do you do? Move to Georgia, because guess what? When you get to Georgia, you gotta do that stuff Anyway, so you'll learn. Brought to you by Leave California and Move to Georgia.
1: This episode of Doghouse brought to you by Captain America Travel. That's right. When your balls shrivel up like peas in a first-time experience, contact Captain America Travel and we will send one of our Professional Captain America travel guides. They will hold you through a tight spot with warm hands. Owned and operated by none other than Jason Kelly, Captain America Travel is there for you to make you feel good, to make things feel normal. Hey, it's your first time in Thailand. Yes, everybody gets a lady boy. Go ahead. Captain America Travel, there for you his soft warm
0: hands and we're back in the dog house and cat box by way of the tree fort thank you so much for staying with us and that was the best commercial uh, i've ever heard and uh, i'm not just a supporter of the commercial i'm also uh the company's first ever client so um and he got <laughs> uh, jason's business model was not the best he got paid in a hug uh, and, and whimpering, a lot of whimpering, a lot of crying, a lot of crying. Uh, so he's, now he's going to start accepting money and, and, uh, um, going to be a bazillionaire. Uh, but there's a lot of, of warm hands. That was a more, uh, I think his marketing team went a little, a little wild there. Uh, there wasn't a lot of warm hands figuratively. Sure. Uh, not literally though. No. Uh, but thanks, Nate, <laughs> Imagery. Uh, I I am, I have to agree uh, that it is very comforting when you find out that everyone has that experience in Thailand. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into our next segment. And we're fireside chatting, so let's just have a fireside uh, chat discussion. Let's just do it.
1: So, Round one is in the books. Let's talk about the favorites, right? Leaders in the clubhouse, uh, go heading into the uh, the twenty twenty one season, seem to be on paper and by rating metrics and whatnot. Ricky and Booby, and why not? Booby's a defending champion. Really hasn't done anything um, to think that he can't have a very high finish again. Uh, same goes with Richard Weiland. But uh seemed to tear his team down a lot more, build it back up than Booby. Booby seemed to uh, hold a little more firm. Yeah, I know he picked up Sanders in that one trade and whatnot, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, neither team has really regressed uh, as in player age and performance, so what's not to think that they'll get back to the top again? What do you think, Will?
0: Well, I think you forgot. Uh, I think you mispronounced the name of my team, actually. Uh, yeah, obviously, Booby is solid. He's the champ. Obviously, Rick is uh, has a great roster as well. Made a ton of moves. Uh, I was, like I said in the chat, I was very envious of the moves that he's made. Uh, and, I, and I hope to be like Rick Weiland one day when I grow up when it comes to trades. Uh, but I will say that None of you guys have even seen my team yet. I haven't even seen my team yet. Uh, And I actually have a little bit more depth behind my starters than I even realized because apparently Mike Davis actually is going to continue to be a thing. Uh, So I hear what you're saying, and I think you're sleeping on me a little bit. Austin will say you're sleeping on him. Obviously, Wolfett has a lot to say. Uh, Adam's team gets slept on. Uh, and, and, you know, Ben Rose and Jason Kelly, they had off years last year, but they were right there, uh, in the, in the semifinals and finals, uh, the year before. So, uh, a lot, a lot of different relevant teams, uh, and, and BT has his billion draft picks and Pierce has a billion draft picks. Uh, but in terms of contenders and, and who's going for it right now, uh, I think it's mine to lose. Uh, and I, and I say, if I'm healthy, I'll take, I'll take anyone's roster on any Sunday up. Healthy versus healthy. Let's see what that looks like.
1: Yeah, and see, that's the difference, right? I see it as um, you know, there's that break after that. It, it's Ricky and Booby, and then there's a break. And at that point, you get kind of the Adam, Austin, you, Wolfit, uh, Mark Stanley, even though Mark Stanley's always toward the top and lots of wins. Uh, but you kind of, there's a big group in the middle right and then you have Jason Kelly me as at the bottom. Uh but that's kind of how I see it. Kind of tier 1, tier 2, tier 3.
0: Oh, and yeah, I see there's tiers as well and I'm in that first tier. I there might be a fourth tier. It might just be me in the top tier and then everyone else in other tiers. Now okay, that's taken too far. But I'm in that top tier and I'm gonna, my my team is going to prove it this year. Uh Hopefully Aaron Rodgers doesn't mess with that too much. But hey, that's for a guy that's currently in my flex. So, you know, Devontae is pretty good, but he's not even my top two wide receivers right now. Uh, So anyway, let's go on to, I don't know if anyone noticed, uh, but I needed to come up with an interlude to get this extra little segment in here. And I realized, oh, I had not been doing a random stat since I haven't been writing, haven't been random stats on fireside shots. And so I used the... Uh, interlude well Anita must have noticed which is impressive since he hasn't even heard it yet and he knew exactly what to tell me. Needham you did didn't you? You got, you thought of exactly what we needed. We needed an actual good random stat and you got one for us didn't you? Yeah
1: and for your random stat of the week um, let's see that bottom that third tier I just told you about right? Uh, Jason Kelly uh, myself uh BT and Pierce, we have 51 of the next 108 draft picks and more than half of the first round drafts. So just with what talent's coming into the the bulk of it is already scheduled to come at least through our teams. Um, so it's really interesting to see if Dynasty really can have a power shift so to speak.
0: Um. That is a phenomenal random stat. That is also a scary random stat. As I've said before, I don't really have a plan uh, for the future, which I hear is not the best idea in a dynasty league. Uh, my plan is to win now. And so um, when I hear that four teams, uh, also known as a third of the league, have half of the picks uh, going forward. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a scary proposition for me. So uh, will, you know, you asked, will we see a dynasty uh, flip uh, as, as the bottom tier becomes the top tier? Uh, I think we most likely will. I think there'll probably be like one holdover from the top tier that stays up there, maybe two. Uh, it's probably gonna be R-dub. And then uh, that third tier that you referenced is gonna come up nice and strong, and then it'll be interesting to see for the rest of us uh, uh, you know, I can't imagine all four from that third tier will come up strong, but I'm sure more than two will. And then uh, that would be three then, I guess. And then it's a matter of how many from that first tier uh, can stay up there. And that number I bet is gonna be a lot smaller. So uh, thank you for that random stat. I appreciate it very much. And look, we brought up back out to the chat If there's any other topics that wanted to get discussed tonight, Uh, there was no other fantasy football topics. Pierce wanted to talk about fraternity stuff, which is silly since the third of this league is not in the fraternity. Uh, I think what Pierce may have meant to say was, what was your favorite ever themed party you went to? Which, see how when you phrase it like that, Pierce, that doesn't exclude a third of the league. Uh, And he described a party uh, that, of course, was a fraternity party. Uh, that was the Juice is Loose party. So they had Jungle Juice, which was uh, uh, one of our, our classic concoctions there at Cal Poly. Uh, uh, our fraternity, but throughout the, the college experience as well. Uh, and they had a guilty juice uh, a, a pitcher, not pitcher, what am I trying to say? Jug, not jug. What do you call those things? Sure, jug. Uh, five-gallon jug uh, of a guilty Jungle Juice and not guilty, Jungle Juice. And they ran their little experiment while everyone was dressed up as a character, or a character, dressed up like someone that was from the OJ trial. They found a white Bronco. They had um, chalk out lines. They really did it up. So uh, there's also blackface in there because this was back before people got canceled for stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Just saying it was a different time then. Just like it was such a different time that he they had to go pass out flyers at the UU. That's the University Union where all the all the all the, uh, uh, the college students go and hang out and chat. Before things like Facebook and MySpace, even I believe this is even before MySpace. So, anyway, uh, that was a pretty cool themed party, and uh, thanks for sharing, and thanks for bringing up a topic. And oh, the doghouse is full in effect now. I think you can actually hear the dogs getting after it. Duke decided that he wanted to give Stella Peaches a little bit of a morning. Sunday morning in action, as this is getting recorded the next morning. And uh, as this, this episode is, uh, the recording is getting finished this next morning. <clears throat> and so now we have the dogs back in the doghouse with the little, um, no, you can't hump me right now. You know, a little attempted doggy rape is probably a little strong. Uh, but you know, they're, they're, they're working it out right now. They're working out their differences. Anyway, I want to thank everyone so much for listening. I want to thank um, Austin for uh, coming in and and helping us out from the tree fort. And, of course, I want to thank my co-host, Needham. Uh, I appreciate you very much, and I had a lot of fun last night. And, uh, guys, we have more episodes to come. There are more fireside chats uh, on the way. Uh, The off-season podcast episode style of Fireside Chats where uh, I don't actually have to prepare, which means I will be able to produce more episodes. Uh, we got through the first round and we uh, will be going through round two in the next episode of our Rookie Mock Draft. Plus, hopefully, let's try to make some news between now and then. Hopefully, we'll have some trades to go through. And uh, we're also going to I'm gonna try to get back into reviewing an old trade. I remember we specifically left off somewhere, uh, but I don't remember where that was. So, we're going to uh call it for this episode and uh that's all we got so thank you so much for listening we are awesome you are awesome for listening and until next time cue music we're out of here